Broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios, MTE Sharing Change has now donated more than $11 million to local nonprofits, assisting worthy causes in our community. MTE, serving to make life better since 1936. WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 8.17, you're listening to WGNS on this Tuesday morning, again today, the 21st of March. And now in studio with us this morning from the Rutherford County Library System, we have Library System Director Rita Shacklett and then also John Trail with us. He is with the Rutherford County Library Foundation. How are y'all both doing today? Good, Scott. How are you? I'm Very good. well. So a lot happening, I understand library is about to turn 75 we are april 1st 1948 line ball opened their doors uh, they were actually on the campus of central magnet uh in the old hell home uh and they i was reading an article on yesterday they opened with seven thousand books wow isn't and that impressive and that was just books that they didn't have anything else but books then now we have over two hundred thousand materials of all different kinds so we're really excited so april 5th at 11 o'clock at line ball we're going to be celebrating our 75th anniversary we've got some dignitaries coming we'll have a cake and so come join us so 75 years and we're like 10 days away from that but that's right. that's pretty neat and you said that first library had about seven thousand books mm-hmm. when they first opened and it they was did. actually a house right it was it was the old president's home and uh it's funny because the the article was uh, talking about and you know headlines. It's like they checked out over fourteen thousand books that year, and I'm like, okay, we're over a million now. So isn't that crazy? <laughs> and and you, know. you know, I, I know we've had conversations before about the idea of building a new library in Eagleville, and you were talking about how the floor, the foundation, it has to be able to build to to withstand however much weight all those books hold but way back then 75 years ago in a house how in the world did that house hold those books oh they had wooden bookshelves and things like that and so you know nowadays we deal with steel shelving and then you load those down with books and so you have to have 150 pounds per square foot for a weight bearing load so is is that house still standing no it's been gone for a long time okay and i'm, I'm trying to figure out where it was again so it was on east main yes and it was i think somewhere around i'm not positive but somewhere around maybe where the swimming pool used to be which is no longer there tennis courts somewhere i'm not positive over there by central yeah but on that campus so that would have been if i remember that's that would be to the left of the actual school building right maybe and it could have been where the school was because there was a college there for women and I'm not sure exactly where everything was situated. But that That's fascinating, though, that the library started out in a house. And I'm sure that mm-hmm. was true across the nation. A lot it of libraries was. were in homes. And then the Carnegie buildings really got to be a big thing. Um, but we moved from there to the Elks building, which is the parking lot by Beckman's Pharmacy now. 
Uh, but there was a red brick building. It was a really cool building. That's where I started going um, I, as a child. I, I guess I didn't realize it had all those locations. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the old post office location, right. which is now Center for the Arts. Right. Uh, but it, it's neat that it had all those different it moved buildings. from the Elks building to the old post office and then from the post office to where they are now. And, and, and the they've been there almost 30 years. Can you believe? Oh, no, almost 31 years. Next door, right mm-hmm. here. Okay. Yeah. So Lion Which Ball. Is hard to believe. Yeah, it is hard to believe. And then when they moved to the old post office, they still had those postal inspector catwalks at the top. Oh, I went up there in a skirt and heels, <laughs> believe it or not. It was really cool looking. It's really I, I, a neat, neat building. And, and I think. Some of those uh, walks are still up. Those mm-hmm. catwalks are still up there. I'm sure they the are. I'm sure they are. But that, it's neat, the history of the post office. And it's also neat how a lot of people who grew up here, they're able to remember those changes of, of where yeah. the library used to be. Yep. And then I, I'm sure someday there's going to be additional libraries here in our community. And I, I'm curious, any word on a new library or adding on to the library downtown you know scott i'm always asking (laughs) (laughs) we're still working that's something that's an ongoing thing and so there's nothing nothing new at this point we're just we're still looking we're still trying to keep our eye out anytime that there's a possibility because we need to start spreading the the community's gotten so large that we really need more branches and how is everything looking in Eagleville? Because I know not too long ago you had a fundraiser to ho- hopefully save up some funds to build a new building in Eagleville. Well, and that was the foundation. That was their first uh, fundraiser two years ago. Yeah, or three two years ago. Two years ago. Um, and uh, so that money's sitting there waiting, but it's not enough to even my property at this point but we've got to start with some property and do you have ideas on on how big of a library one day that you plan to build in eagleville probably in eagleville we're looking at possibly using the same floor plan that we use for the tech because that's a little less than six thousand square feet and it would be a perfect size for them to grow into and give them a nice and it's laid out well and so that's what we're hoping to do now uh, another fundraiser is coming up uh, tell us a little bit more about that or, or john i'm gonna I'm, let john talk about that <laughs> <laughs> this will be our third fundraiser it's coming up it's uh, going to be held at manny hall at oakland's um our sponsor this year is atmos energy is the event sponsor and we have a whole bunch of local sponsors from individuals and local businesses um dinner provided by ej two-step catering We'll have our speaker this year, Bill Jakes, and um, he'll be discussing his new book with a lot of local downtown histories and that kind of thing, which should be a lot of fun. Um, music will be provided by Austin Ford, and then um, the event will be held on April the 15th from 6 to 9 p.m. Individual tickets are $60 a piece, and we have plenty of uh, opportunities for uh, sponsorships available. Um, we'll also have a silent auction. There will be have we have several really good things lined up for that. Um, we have a baby's first library uh, gift. We have a portrait sitting from Shackless Photography. We have an eight-hour pontoon rail from t- uh, Twin Creeks Marina. Uh, we also have a special wine from Arrington Vineyards, um, a dining experience from Five Senses, an item from Bell Jewelers, and then we have some original artwork 
from some local authors along with some signed uh, copies of their works. So this should be a, a pretty fun event. Yeah, and this year, what, what is the money going towards, or is there a specific goal or anything? This year, we don't have a specific goal. Uh, last year, we raised enough funding to finish the gap and um, for the... Bookmobile. Bookmobile, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that was, a, that was a big accomplishment. And what we're hoping to do is to, be, to, to come up with a, a way, a committee, to where people can, individual members of the library system can come to us with an idea, and then we can fund it through uh, the foundation. And so we'll come up with a more formal process for for that. So Hey, I know that search for the new bookmobile took place, I think, during COVID. It did. Which makes it a lot harder to find because I, even ordering auto parts, it, oh. it took oh, a sure. year to get some parts <laughs> in, you know. So. It's taken over a year, but hopefully, fingers crossed, they picked out colors and laminates and all that. It should be here this summer. So this summer, new... We're, we're excited, so be looking. New mobile library right. driving around town. And uh, will that future mobile library, will it include Wi-Fi uh, for it, all those? Yes, mm -hmm. and it, it will be smaller. It won't be the 27, 29-foot bus that we used to have. It's more like the size of a church bus. But there'll be um, a small little computer area, um, and they can switch out the collections much easier things like that there'll be windows so when you go in it will be light uh they're really excited it's going to look really cool so april is going to be a busy time for the rutherford county library because you have the fundraiser you've got the 75th anniversary i mean all of that is literally around the corner it is it is we're always doing something scott you know that <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah never know what you're going to find it at any of our branches that's true so. now i i know a couple of years ago the idea was brought up of having remote branch locations throughout rutherford county uh, the idea was even tossed around by the mayor suggesting, you know, some of these old drugstores that shut down or sold to other companies, why not, you know, lease those as future library locations? And that, that's a possibility depending on where those locations are. Um, for example, there's an old Rite Aid building um, on Middle Tennessee, um, but you could literally look down the street and see the tech. You can look the other way and see MGL it really doesn't make sense to put something in that building. Uh, there was one on a Memorial um, over by Papa Murphy's and all of that that became a Dollar Tree. That would have been a nice place, but it's taken up already. So, you know, depending on where those are, we don't want to just put one anywhere where there's a, an empty building. That That's not a good use of money uh, location definitely means everything yeah. doesn't it? that's got to be the first thing uh, and then in in smyrna uh, are there plans on go in the future for future locations there i'm sure but that's not as top priority because they have a lovely uh 22,000 square foot building that's uh they've done really well with and uh i think in the future yes there will be one smyrna uh, has grown so much it has it really has it, it's almost like how Murfreesboro was, you know, just 10, 20 years ago. You can really see how the growth has changed right. there. Right, and, and you wonder sometimes what's going to happen going that direction with Nashville and Laverne and Smyrna. You know, what's what's going to be the, the future of that area? So what else is going on with the Rutherford County Library System right now? Oh, my. We are actually looking, we are not looking, we are going to be switching our automation system out. Um, 
by June 26th. Um, and it is an open source web-based um, uh, automation system. It's actually one of the first uh, worldwide um, open source systems that, that came out and it's, it's really powerful, easy to use and we'll be changing our online catalog and I think people will be really pleased because if you use ebooks and use our uh, Hoopla or Libby apps, right now you have to go to those apps to be able to check out materials. You can't search for titles within our catalog. Well, with this new system, you'll be able to look up anything in either of those databases within our catalog and check them out right there. You won't have to go to that separate app. So we're really excited about that piece. So when folks download a, a book that they get at the library through the through the website, is that download instant? How, how does that mm -hmm. work, and how long does the download last? Uh, you can select. Um, with Libby, I know you can select up to 21 days, which is three weeks, depending on the title. Now, if, with Libby, the difference between Libby and Hoopla, and I always tell people to make sure they have both apps because if you look up in Libby and it's already checked out, somebody already has it downloaded, you have to put a hold on it just like you would a book. In the, in the library and then they'll notify you that it's ready to download when it comes when it's your turn with hoopla it doesn't matter how many people have it out you can still check it out instantly um, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm not sure about hoopla but I think hoopla is like two weeks unless it's a real popular title but with Libby you can go in and set your settings to 21 days as a default and get it for three weeks unless it's again a popular item or has a you know hold on it now it's interesting the inner workings of a library uh, remind me of a radio station you've got licensing fees that you have to pay just like we have to pay music right. license fees and i don't think the general public understands all of that side of the library system but it's expensive to operate it a is all the databases and things you have to buy a certain number of licenses or it's based on your population um, with Libby that is sponsored through the state and so that's like over a million dollars but we pay a, a little portion to be part of that but we also add we have a a way that we can purchase additional titles that will just be available for a certain number of days for our patrons only before they go into the into that general collection with hoopla you'll notice that you're limited to so many checkouts um, a month and that is because we have to pay for that that is not supplemented by the state at all and so that comes out of our budget and so we're putting as much as we can into it right now but you know, we're trying to get that up so that more people have more access. Again, Rutherford County Library System Director Rita Shacklett on air with us this morning. And also John Trell Foundation, or part of the foundation, or the Rutherford County Library Foundation. And uh, been talking about a lot of different subjects. And once more, that 75th anniversary is coming up in just a matter of days in April. April 5th will be the celebration, and that's going to be at Line Ball, right? Correct. So April the 5th, and for anybody who doesn't know, Lime Balls at the intersection of South Church and Vine in downtown Murfreesboro. Is there anything else coming up that I left off? 
Uh, well, we're gearing up for summer reading again. That'll be coming in May, the end of May. So you'll be hearing more about that in the in the next month or so. And uh, for those who want to participate or have kids who they want their kids to participate in it, uh, great library for children. I, I mean, you guys offer so much. They do a lot of programming, and it's not just for the kids. The parents can read, too. <laughs> that's, that's right. But they always provide some great programming and things at all our branches, so. So uh, a lot happening at the local library system, and I know in just a little while we're going to hear more about that new seed library that is right. at the Tech. That has really taken off. Kathleen Tyree spearheaded that, and with uh, she's worked with the Master Gardeners as well. And so they have. It's been amazing how well it's taken off. And of course, we're getting now to the to the time of year to start planting things. So uh, they will roll different seeds out depending on when they need to be planted. So how do you go about checking out a seed? Or, I mean, I guess you, you don't really they check have a, it out. Not, well, you, in a sense, you do. Um, you take them, but, you know, we, we call it a checkout. But, you know, you don't bring it back. You plant it and benefit from it. it it's a pretty neat idea. And is this being done in other areas as well? It is. Um, this is the only library in our system that has it but there are libraries all across the nation that have been doing this for a number of years and at some point uh, they do heirloom seeds where you can bring seeds back um, for these um, older their seeds from older plants that are continually generated you know generation after generation I, I know we had some master gardeners on the air a couple of weeks ago i think it was last week actually and they were talking about the gardening classes taking place right. at lime ball and, and at the tech and they at the have, tech they're having them at the tech as well i think there's one today at 11 in fact probably also <laughs> i Wednesday, can't keep up Thursday. with them <laughs> there's quite a few though yeah. Uh, yeah but if if anybody is wanting to begin gardening maybe they never have before definitely go to the lime ball and, and be a part of that class right or go to the tech and check out that seed library and check out their their schedule for the master gardeners definitely again rita shacklett with us this morning and then also john trell with the rutherford county library foundation we're going to take a short break and when we come back we'll learn more about that seed library and more about the tech and uh, a whole lot more about what's going on in just a second time again right now eight thirty-five. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros has free guaranteed we're located on east main street exactly three miles from the town square one mile past rutherford boulevard visit us online at budstireprostn.com hi this is dan mitchell from music world and drummer's den we have a larger selection than any of the other big box stores much better prices Uh, selection is wonderful from keyboards drums guitars ukuleles are big this year we also have lighting This is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. Come down and look around. We have what you need. Music World and Drummer's Den is located at 2762 South Church Street, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Folks, I hope you're listening every Sunday night at 8 o'clock to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. 
We'll talk about some local politics, national politics, all types of topics, all types of guests. That's 8 o'clock Sunday night, Edwin Lee Raymer's show. Talk to you then. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Hello from the Rutherford County Library System. This is Amanda bringing you library news and events from our five branches around the county and what's going on at your library system. The Rutherford County Library System is celebrating the launch of its first seed library located at the Technology Engagement Center. Patrons of RCLS will be able to take home seeds to plant for their own gardening enjoyment. The seed collection donated by the TSC Store 191 has seasonal vegetables, flowers, and herbs. These have all been repackaged into TEC seed library envelopes. At the moment, cool weather vegetables like peas, radishes, and greens are available, along with those that you may want to start indoors now. Other seeds will become available later in the season. This project was developed by TEC branch manager Kathleen Tyree and staff, with input from the Murfreesboro Community Garden to help promote gardening and access to healthy foods for the community. And don't forget, the Rutherford County Library System now offers the Canopy streaming service for all RCLS cardholders in 2023 due to the generous support of Friends of Limeball Library. You can access Canopy, the best video streaming service for quality, thoughtful entertainment through our library system. To enjoy their diverse collection of films, download the Canopy app at canopy.com or rclstn.org. All you need is your Rutherford County Library System card number. Now let's hear from Limeball Youth Services. Hello, this is Katie Turner, Youth Services Coordinator at Limeball Public Library. And this is Emily Garrett, Youth Services Assistant at Limeball. We're wrapping up our story time travels around the world on April 4th and 5th. Each week, we've visited a different country in our story times on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 10 a.m. I've enjoyed seeing kids fill their passports with stamps and stickers from everywhere we've visited. Emily, which country was your favorite? My favorite was Japan. I liked learning the song Tsuki, which means moon in Japanese. We read a story about the cherry blossoms blooming and the kids made cherry blossom tree crafts. Which country was your favorite, Katie? I really liked visiting Spain. We read Food Fight Fiesta about the annual tomato festival in the town of Buñol and the classic children's book Ferdinand. I also enjoyed learning a new version of the Itsy Bitsy Spider in Espanol. I really enjoyed our Itty Bitty Story Times this year too. It's been fun to visit with our littlest patrons every Thursday at 10 a.m. The last Itty Bitty Story Time will be April 6th. We'll talk about our upcoming summer reading program next month. For now, we'd like to share some of the recent changes we've made to our collection. That's right. We've made some changes to the location of different items based on patron feedback. Our newest juvenile nonfiction books are displayed on the ends of the nonfiction stacks. Our new young adult books have their own bookcase by the teen and tutor area, and current bestsellers are displayed on the ends of the YA stacks. Our new juvenile fiction books are still displayed in their own section at the beginning of the chapter books, but now they're followed by the juvenile fiction series section. Chapter book series written by three or more authors have been moved to this new section, including American Girl, Infinity Ring, and Spirit Animals. It's been great to show off this section to kids who really love Minecraft and Pokemon. All of Limeball's clubs will continue their regular meetings in April and May. The Youth Magic Club, Loco Junior Club, Girls Who Code Club, and the Reading Pause Program can all be found on our website calendar or on our Library Systems Facebook page. For more information about any of Limeball Library's programs, 
please contact 615-893-4131, extension 114, visit our youth services page at rclstn.org, or follow us for all of our events on the RCLS Facebook page. We hope to see you soon at Limebaugh. Since 2015, the Rutherford County Library System has provided Wi-Fi hotspot internet access for our patrons who needed ready access when and where there was none to be had. This program has always been run at a financial deficit to your library system, and that sacrifice was deemed by us to be worth it in terms of the bottom line because we were able to get cheap internet into the homes of students and families during COVID lockdown and into the houses and lives of people who could not afford regular access in all the time since. Now that program is drawing to a close because it is no longer financially possible for us to maintain it. But we wanted to take this opportunity to give our patrons a collective heads up instead of suddenly pulling the plug on this program. We will be working with you to find solutions for cheap and free access for those who have those options and subsidize access for everyone else. We value our patrons, and while there will always be new innovations and changes, we need to be able to adapt to changing situations and provide solutions that guarantee access to resources. So if you've been a regular user of our Wi-Fi hotspots, stop by one of our CERC desks and discuss what options are available. Just tell us what's going on with you and we'll try to help you out. In many cases, if you qualify for standard benefits, you can find home internet access that is cheap or even free. We will have all the informative materials to help you with this process. Hello, listeners. This is Ginger Graves, branch manager of the Smyrna Public Library. I invite you and your child to the free weekday programs offered by the Smyrna Public Library's Youth Services Department. On both Mondays and Tuesdays of each week at 10 o'clock in the morning, join Miss Nicole in the ever-popular Silly Song and Dance program. This is an exciting, high-energy program for all ages of children. The songs are designed for toddlers and preschoolers, encouraging them to stretch, dance, and sing. Children will also learn about shapes, colors, letters, and numbers while singing and dancing. Adult participation in Silly Song and Dance is always encouraged. On each Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock, visit the Smyrna Library Youth Services Department for story time. Children will listen to a story being read aloud, participate in interactive stories, sing songs, and learn early literacy concepts. Make plans to attend the special Wednesday, March 29th program when children will learn about campfire safety from a park ranger and have a chance to meet Smokey Bear. Parents and caregivers, make your plans now to bring your baby for socialization and fun learning at the Smyrna Library's Baby Time program each Thursday morning at 10 o'clock. This is a special story time designed for our littlest guests from birth to 24 months of age. Adults and their babies will have sweet fun singing songs, practicing dexterity with finger play games, learning rhymes, bouncing in laps, playing as a group with a parachute, and more. Hey parents of young readers, I bet your child would love to participate in Tales to Tales at the Smyrna Public Library. This Thursday afternoon program is perfect for new readers to help build their confidence as they read a tale or story aloud to a certified therapy dog, which of course has a tale of its own, hence the name Tales to Tales. Call the Smyrna Public Library at 615-459-4884 
to reserve your young reader a 10-minute session to read to one of three therapy dogs, General, Maggie, or Rosie. We're sure that tails will be wagging when your child arrives to this program at the Smyrna Library. Are you ready for the chance to shout, Bingo! If so, you should join the Smyrna Library Youth Services Department on Friday, March 31st at 10 o'clock for Family Bingo. This casual and pleasant program offers fun and prizes to all ages. We hope to see you at the Smyrna Public Library located at 400 Enon Springs Road West in Smyrna, Tennessee. Do you attend a virtual class or host Zoom meetings? Want to change from working from home? Perhaps you need to meet up to sign some documents. Many of the RCLS branch libraries have meeting rooms that are free for public use. Visit our website to schedule a time in a meeting room that fits your needs. The maximum capacities and descriptions of amenities are listed on the website as well, allowing you to pick the space that works best for you. So whether you need a quiet place to study or a new location for your scout troop, RCLS is here to help. All you need is your library card. This is Carol Gaddis, here to share with you some of the upcoming events at Limeball Public Library. Bring is here, and the Master Gardeners of Rutherford County want to help you get started off right with a free series of classes that begin Saturday, April the 1st at 9 a.m. and continue on the first Saturday of each month through November. The April session will discuss the importance of good soil for successful gardening and how to take a soil test. Registration is encouraged by visiting our rclstn.org website calendar. We have a couple of local authors who will be signing and selling their books in the next few weeks. On Sunday, March 26th, Sonia McCullough Lockridge will be at Lineball from 2 o'clock until 5.30 with her book, To Love a White Man. She will be offering her book at no charge. Then, on Wednesday, April 5th, Bonnie Blaylock will be at Lineball from 9 a.m. until noon with her book, Light to the Hills. We hope you will take time to visit and support our local Rutherford County authors. If you haven't heard, we have a new book group at Lineball the Forever Young Adult Book Group. They will meet on Saturday, April 15th at 2 p.m. This is a group of YA fans who are a little less Y, young, and a bit more A, adult. Whether you're a regular YA reader or you need a break from your usual to-read list, all are welcome. The group meets every third Saturday at 2 p.m. in the meeting room at Lineball. Their April book will be The Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. Another new group that will begin meeting in April is for art lovers. Artist Katie Beth Thomas will lead a free group to see how art can be used to explore your inner self. The group will meet the third Tuesday of each month at 5.30 p.m. in the second floor conference room at Lineball. It is for teens and adults. Materials are provided, but feel free to bring your own supplies, paper, or notebooks if you prefer. Their first meeting is Tuesday, April 18th at 5.30 p.m. For more information on these or other events, visit our website at rclstn.org. 
Friends of Lineball Library invites you to become a member. For over 40 years, Friends has provided support to Lineball Library, and today we are proud to serve the Myrtle Glanton Lord Library at Patterson Park and the Technology Engagement Center. We offer eight different membership levels. Membership forms may be picked up at the circulation desk in Lineball and MGL libraries or the tech. Please join us as we strive to advance literacy and library services to the residents of Rutherford County. Contact us for more information at foleintheborough at gmail.com. Thank you. Hello, it's Kathleen Tyree, Branch Manager of the Technology Engagement Center. In April, the focus of our programming is the Earth all around us, as April contains Earth Day. Storytime meets twice on every Monday. It's an all-ages event for family convenience. This month, Tiny Tech and Tinker Tech will be looking at ourselves and at our planet. We hope you join us for some hands-on STEAM fun. The Preternaturalist Society presents Cryptid Club every third Sunday, a fun all-age event where we discuss folklore, stories, and theories surrounding the sightings of phenomenal creatures. Homeschool STEAM group for teens and tweens meets twice in April. Visit the online calendar for more details on what we're getting into this month. More details for these events can be found on the RCLS website calendar and posted to all social media. Remember that these programs are free and open to the public. The Crafty Teen Club gets together to create and socialize. Pre-registration is required for this event, so visit the website and sign up for the fun. Speaking of pre-registration, the next Kids Maker event is the last Tuesday of the month. Come and make a fun craft in our maker space. Sign up via the form on our website calendar because space is limited. Hey adults, want to learn a new skill or brush up on existing ones? Come to our monthly maker class. We'll be focusing on our Cricut Maker and the access subscription that comes with it. Books and Brews is our ebook club. Our titles are chosen using Hoopla, which is free with your library card, which is also free, so there are no holds, no waiting, no kidding. Full information is on the RCLS website under book clubs and on social media, so join our Facebook group. Our first discussion is on The Temps by Andrew DeYoung. We'll be meeting at Cedar Glade Brews. The Tech Seed Library has sprouted. Stop in and pick up some seeds with your library card and garden with us this year. The Brother County Master Gardeners have a few more beginner gardening classes at the Tech on Sunday afternoons. And remember, there's still time to have your taxes done for free. Tax prep by the AARP volunteers is located at the Technology Engagement Center, but make your appointment by calling 629-251-3026. We are simply the host location. Be sure to visit us at the Earth Day on the Square celebration Saturday, April 22nd. On January 27, 1942, 
Editor Robert Lassiter's column in the Rutherford Courier began with this sentence. It's a sad commentary that a city of schools such as Murfreesboro, a city supposedly of education, knowledge, culture, and breeding, should have no public library. His efforts were instrumental in the creation of the library system that we know today. Henry T. Lineball, a Florida resident and Murfreesboro native, read the column and was inspired to make a $5,000 donation toward the creation of a public library in his hometown. His only stipulation was that it be named for his mother, Maddie V. Lineball. The Lineball Public Library was established in the winter of 1947 and formally opened on April 1, 1948, in the old Hale home at the Central Memorial Park with Myla Parsons as the librarian. This makes April 1st, 2023, the 75th anniversary of the opening of Lineball Public Library and the beginning of the Rutherford County Library System. The library, which began with 6,000 volumes, is now a system of six branches and bookmobile and over 223,000 items for circulation. To celebrate the historic milestone, Lineball Public Library is hosting an anniversary event on Wednesday, April 5th at 11 a.m. in the first floor children's area. We will be hearing from local and state government officials, including our new state librarian and archivist, James Ritter. This event is free and open to the public. Join us in celebrating 75 years of Rutherford County Library System, serving everyone through materials, programs, and services. The work of RCLS is invaluable as we provide access to information and technology which improves lives and empowers our communities to explore, imagine, and engage. The Rutherford County Library System comprises six branches and a bookmobile throughout Rutherford County, including Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Eagleville, Patterson Park, the Technology Engagement Center, and the newly opened Historical Research Center. And remember, all RCLS events are free and open to the public unless otherwise stated. Please check our calendar at rclstn.org and social media for a full list of virtual and in-person programming and events. For a list of everything you heard here today and more information, please call 615-893-4131 or visit rclstn.org.